Well, all right. Star child. Citizens of the universe. Recording angels. We have returned to claim the pyramids. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D. Light year groove. Well, all right. You hear the noise? Ain't nobody but me the boy. Get down. Everybody, another edition of Jamal about sports coming to you on January fifteenth, Dr. Martin Luther the King Day. As always, I am your host Jamal Hayden. We got a big show to get to tonight. We've got all the NFL playoffs. We'll talk a little NBA and riding shotgun. The one, the only AG. What is up? Hey world, just chin chilling <laughs> with a little P funk. <laughs> yeah, that follow is up, uh, follow up vid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron, of course, doing the. Uh, the excellent uh, progressive box commercial voiced by the lovely... Just hanging here by the farm town. <laughs> That's... Uh, what, what, what's... Uh, Chris what, Parnell. Chris Parnell yeah. doing an excellent job. And that, of course, was Parliament slash George Clinton with Mothership Connection taking us out on this uh, football-centric show. As I said, lots to get to. Of course, we'll talk about the playoffs and all the games that started yesterday. And, of course, as again, as... Uh, we celebrate Martin Luther, the King Day, as they called him in uh, and coming to America. And coming to America. You never met no doctor, Martin Luther, Luther King. the King. Exactly. Um, so I guess we'll jump right in. Well, first of all, it's the second second uh, second week in a row where we, we've had a walk off win, uh, a literal walk off win on the last play of the game, a, a long touchdown to end the game. Uh, college. Oh yeah, we had the college right in the national championship game, correct in the overtime, and then uh, we had insane, yesterday's insane. Ending. Yeah, we'll get to that one later. We'll start. You know, we'll just let's just do them chronologically as as the games occurred, so we can start with the Atlanta Philly game. Which, to be honest, I did not see a, a ton. I did not see the whole game. Um, I saw a good point. I pretty much saw the whole first quarter. Uh, looked to me like uh, Nick Foles was very shaky. Wasn't great. Um, Atlanta moved the ball a little bit, but Philly's defense kind of stiffened when it had to. Uh, I did see Atlanta's one touchdown kind of came on a broken play. Nice job by Matt Ryan, or eluding the pass rush. Um but as you pointed out to me, it looked like that game kind of really turned at the end of the first half. Well, what was the score there? Was it? It was. Uh, it was seven uh, six. No, I think it was ten six. Ten six. You're right. That made it ten. Atlanta was up ten six, but the way both teams were going, that, that seemed like almost a bigger lead than it every, was. Every right? point was going to count in that game. Yeah. And so, was that a third down play? Now, the play we're talk we're going to talk it about might have been second down. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Uh, the quarterback Nick Foles throws an, a this gift right before the half. Right, right before the end of the half, throws a gift wrapped interception to Ken O'Neill, the safety from from the Falcons. Right, I mean gift wrapped hits should have hit him right between the twos. Instead, he tried to goes up in the air. The ball ricochets off his knee, bounces back. 15 yards, so it doesn't just hit the ground. Bounces backwards about 10 yards. Immaculate 
reception like right into Torrey Smith from Maryland. It was, Torrey, it wasn't Aguilar, it was Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith right. into Torrey Smith's hands, um, and he ends up getting about ten yards in the play, and then they end up kicking a fifty-two yard field goal right at the end of the half to make the score ten nine. Huge swing and of momentum. As soon as that happened, I thought uh, this is not a good sign yeah. for the Falcons. Yeah, and obviously ended up biting them, coming back to haunt them. I, I said before the game, as long as as long as Foles doesn't turn the ball over, this is anybody's game. Now I would imagine you have to be rooting for Atlanta there, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can't stand the Eagles. No, no, and and I can't have this. And, and listen, I, I understand that they were a, a three point underdog at home the first time. The one seed has been a, a home underdog. Uh, I know a lot of the so called pundits picked. Atlanta to win this game, um, Philly. You know what? Uh, uh, knock it off with your. Nobody believed in us. Uh, uh, I don't. Did you happen to catch the? Uh, so, uh, backstory. So, um, Good Morning Football is a show on NFL right. Network. I watch it every week. It's hosted by, uh, among others, Nate Burleson, former Lion. Right. Um, and they do a lot of different routines. And and one of the guys, this guy Kyle Brandt, does a thing where he got he gives like a pep talk to each team. And why you can win. And so he did this whole thing. Of course, it was done sarcastically about why Philly can't win, right? And he said something like, yeah, there's never been a story about, you know, an underdog that nobody gave any chance to win in Philly, right? Obviously referring to Rocky, you know. So he was like, yeah, you guys can't win. So apparently, Brandon Graham uh, either saw this. Totally took it out of context, right? Correct. And then attributed it, though, to Peter Schrager. Who is another guy on that show? Who's also a Fox NFL sideline guy? You know, he was doing the game, that Jets game that Spielman was doing when right. yeah, when yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Robbie Anderson did the old right. uh, "I want to make the Pro Bowl. Bowl." Correct. Peter Schrager, by the way, does excellent work. He's covered a lot of Lions games. He's a reporter. He's a writer. He's he, he's pretty tapped into the NFL, and he's well respected. Anyway, so Brandon Graham, the fine defensive end for Michigan, uh, walking one of my favorite players actually in the league. I remember we both loved him coming out of college, and he he blew up at the Senior Bowl. Um, comes comes storming off the field, screaming, "Peter Schrager, you obviously never played football." And so I was watching Good Morning Football this morning, and Peter Schrager's like, "Huh." What? Like, why are you coming at me, dude? Like, like I, I'm, I, but like they, they were very good natured about it. That had been me, of course, I would have been ripping yeah. Brandon Graham. But they were very good natured about it. But you know, look, Philly played that whole nobody believed in us card, and look, they got it done, fifteen like, ten. Like most teams do. I know. It's the thing. It's yeah. So it's really annoying. Well, look, that, that, that was a classic Michael Jordan uh, tactic, right? Is is all these you know enemies real or imagined, right? Slights real or imagined, and the second. You know, I, I remember that. Uh, I remember um, William Floyd, mm-hmm. the, the, the that old fullback. From, yeah, the from Florida State, who played for the, the year, Niners. The year the Niners won the Super Bowl in ninety four. Uh, right, they were, they were the odds on favorites <laughs> so when, they, when they won, and I, I had to listen to a whole uh, right. whole Super Bowl speech about nobody believed in them. Yeah, and nobody thought they could do it. Right, right, except for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, no, nobody no. except for everybody. Right? Yeah, no. I mean, look, it's, just, it's, so, it's, it's like it's like remember it's, it's, it's such a lazy narrative. Uh, yeah, it's, right. like, it's just it's lazy. Remember when 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 Van Gundy called Jordan a con man? Yeah. Remember that? I mean, yeah. he, he kind of damned him. I shouldn't say damned him with faint praise. It was sort of like a backhanded compliment, you know. And and so of course Jordan used that as his motivation. I think that was when he scored fifty five points. I think or what? Whatever. And lots of teams do it. It's a, it's an old tired uh, tactic. But look, it worked for Philly. 
Their defense won in the game, though. I don't want to hear about Nick Foles. He, he played barely okay enough for them to win that game. As long as he, like I said before, if he, as long as he didn't do anything to, to lose them the game, right? They, 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 that was anybody. That was the game's going to be a toss. Correct. Yeah, it was. I mean, it came down to the last play at the two yard line. Right. You know. Now, did you see this weird statistic? So they try. So Matt Ryan tried to throw in a Julio Jones. By the way. Uh, the ball did kind of go through his hands. There's no way he comes down and bounds there anyway. It right? seem like it. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, 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 I saw a headline, you know, like, oh, Joan, you know, ball slips through Jones' hands. Or, uh, well, kind of, yeah. Now, the other thing is, like, once the ball goes through his hands, he's still up in the air. Right. So, you know, at that point, as the ball goes through your hands, you may not be really trying to get your That's foot true. back down. There, there was very little room there, though. And, I mean, he just he, – what what it looked, what happened was he mistimed his jump. And that's what I think threw, threw off the, the his ability to try to even catch the ball. But a couple of those plays uh, leading up to that, just, just these, these offensive quarters, the, they just keep the, the, outsmarting the, the, the shuffle pass to Teron Ward is beyond, beyond idiotic. I mean – and, you know, it's funny – as a fan of your team, right, you watch every game, and so you see these things on, on, unfold on a weekly basis, like with the lines, and so you, you, you tend to forget that this probably happens you, to you every tend to team. You think it's only your team right. that, that, that's incompetent. Exactly. In, in time exactly. I mean, if you're the Falcon, if you're a Falcons fan there, you're like, why is probably, well, let's see. Tenth, your 10th tenth option. Exactly. exactly. I mean, Julio Jones has to be option number one, although you know he had a very poor year touchdowns-wise this year. No, he had like three touchdowns. He only had right? three touchdowns, and, he, and, and it was some weird number on like on like 30-something targets in the end zone this year. He only had three touchdowns. I mean, it was like very strange. Yeah. For as good as he is and as good a year other than that as he had, right? Because I think he had over 100 catches and well over 1,000 yards again as a you know. Um, but his yeah, only three touchdowns. Calvin Johnson had a, a strange year like that for the Lions one year, where he had like I think thirteen hundred yards or fourteen hundred yards receiving and like close to hundred catches, but only had like four touchdowns. Mm. Um, which is again, you'd be you'd be, you'd be like, how does Calvin Johnson not get ten touchdowns a year, right? For as big as he is, the way he can right. go up and catch the ball. Same with Julio Jones. Um, but yeah, I mean Julio Jones, you think would be option number one. Uh, you know, you would think Muhammad so, Sanu, know, right, is a big, strong receiver. Both the other backs, Freeman and and Coleman, even uh, even Mister Hooper would be uh, <laughs> Austin Hooper, their tight end, or two right. two the big tall tight end from the six eight tight end from. Uh, from, from Stanford, I mean, like literally, Teron Ward would be like the seventh option. Yeah, it's particularly in that spot in a playoff game. You know, when you're th- what was it, second and goal from the yeah, it was on second f- five yard line. Never had a chance. It was a shuffle pass, and it fooled absolutely nobody. He got hit, and the ball fell to the ground for an incompletion. Right. Yeah. But yeah, very strange. That's a perfect example of offense coordinator trying to get too cute. Um, and uh, but look, you got to give Philly's defense credit. I mean, it, it's a good defense. Been a good defense all year. Better than a good defense. Schwartz has those guys playing really well, and um, you know, I, I I would suspect Minnesota will beat them this week. But uh, you know, and obviously, and once again, if, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, do something, and just and losing the game. <coughs> you know, you got well, to, he you did have to assume it's going to be cold. He you did have to assume it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be anybody's game. Well, that's true because this is going to be in Philly. Yeah, I mean, he did turn the ball over. It's just Atlanta didn't take it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he made, yeah. you know. So I've been talking about this for a while about why, how come DBs cannot make any plays on the ball? There, it's, it's incredible. It, it is definitely. A lost art. There are only a handful of guys in the NFL now that can catch the ball. I mean, obviously, it is interesting though. Like Darius Slay led the NFL in interceptions this year with eight. 
He had only had four. He had eight, he had eight picks this year. He had eight picks oh, so this year. So did Kevin Byard. He also had eight. Yeah, yeah. On the guy came out of nowhere for the Titans. Now, he was one of my guys. Um, he was. Yeah, yeah. He's been in the league like five years, yeah, hasn't no, he? It was his second year. Oh, his second year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm confusing him with Jordan Poyer, another guy who had a lot of interceptions this year. The guy from the Bills. Yeah, now he was. Uh, Byard was a major. Had, had, had a ton of interceptions in college. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I, I watched a pretty good amount of film on him. But generally speaking. You either have that skill or you don't. Darius Slay has improved dramatically in that area. But typically, guys that get their hands on a lot of balls in college, it translates to the pros. Typically. Now, you know, there's always exceptions. Benny Blades, I remember, had, you know, insane amount of interceptions when he was in Miami and went with the Lions. He wasn't exactly uh, missed a turnover. Well, Ed Reed is certainly, it certainly translated. Definitely translated with him. Palomalu. I mean, you know, uh, you know, certain yeah, certain guys just, you know, have a knack for doing it. Um, and then certain guys, Peters, obviously, yeah, exactly. Uh, but certain guys are really bad at it, and a lot of DBs in the NFL look to be really bad at it. Um, you know, it's, it's both corners and safeties. It's amazing. These guys just don't catch the ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Keanu Neal one was weird. I mean, a lot of times with the corners is because they're in bad position, and they they rarely ever get their head turned around in time if they're running stride for stride with the guy. You know, it's, you that's gotta, another thing. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why, why. It's just, I guess, it's the way the way the position's taught now. It's just DBs just are not able to look well, the ball. It, it that is part of it. I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I remember back in the days when Bobby Ross was coaching the Lions. Their D backs coach Dick Seltzer. He used to teach the guys to to basically almost face guard, although not face guard, but to basically wait to the last second and watch the receiver's eyes, and then try to get your head around and knock the ball away. I, I, you know that. Well, that seems to be the uh, the the overriding. Yeah, strategy, but guys don't even seem to be good at doing that either. I mean, that right, also they right. seem to struggle with that too. Yeah, if you if the ball's thrown short, it's 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 definitely going to be a PA. Oh, and that's the other thing. It's got it's got. Yeah, you I can't mean, just you can't just hand out forty yard penalties like candy. Just be, you know because because the, the quarterback underthrows the ball by ten yards. Oh, you get a you get a forty yard PI. No, you should not be. You should not get rewarded for a horrendously underthrown pass. Which the second play of the game, or was it the first play of the game for the Eagles? Yeah, right. Nick Foles. They he went deep and he underthrew the guy by ten yards. Ten yards at least and by the way yes there was contact but the receiver initiated plenty of the contact too now it ended up not hurting the Falcons because the next play uh, J.H.I.E. fumbled and, right. and the Falcons recovered and they ended up kicking a, going down and getting a field goal out of that but by the way I, I'm, I'm glad Chris Collinsworth uh, knows that turnovers are, are insignificant did you hear what he said after that play he goes well I mean yeah it's a fumble but I mean it's, it's almost like a punt big deal um, except they were basically in scoring range, yeah, Chris, and fumbled, and then the Falcons just came down and got points out of it. So what are you? What are you talking about? Yeah, that's so oh, strange. Uh, I, I, you know my feelings on him. Yeah. I've so had it with him. Um, I mean, pretty much all the announcers. I can't stand that. All the guys, although Fouts and uh, Birdman doing the Steelers game yesterday, I, I found to be enjoyable. I always like them. I think they're pretty good. They they rightfully took uh, Telvin Smith to task for his moronic Ugh. taunting penalty. But I, anyway, I thought that was going. I thought that was definitely. Well, it did. I mean, they scored a touchdown yeah. after that. The Steelers right. did get a touchdown out of that because they got the ball in midfield and scored right before the end of the half and made it twenty eight fourteen in a game that the, the t- t- uh, Jacksonville was completely dominating. So obviously they ended up winning the game. It didn't hurt them from that perspective overall, but it certainly hurt them at that point in the game. Um, Anyway, moving on, we'll get to that game in a second. New England, Tennessee. I, I mean, uh, yeah, it was exactly what you did. You would exactly expect. what you would expect. I mean, I was I was surprised to see Jack uh, Tennessee go up the down the field and score uh, 
you know, to go up seven nothing. But obviously, if you're a Pats fan, you weren't worried for one second. Uh, the refs uh, ensured that there was going to be it's, it's, it's <laughs> there was going to be no chance of even a close game with the Eric Decker offensive. Yeah, they, they didn't take any chances. No, they sure did not. I mean, the Eric Decker offensive interference penalty was a joke. Uh, then, and then on the punt, on the punt it's fourth and five. New England's going to punt. They commit a false start. The refs call a false start. Then the Patriots start moaning and groaning. All of a sudden, then they pick up the flag and change the call to offsides on the Titans. So, of course, the Patriots – and, of course, it wasn't fourth and six. It was fourth and fourth five, and so they got a first down. Five. Right. And then, of course, the Patriots scored after that and, you know, whatever. The guard moved. I, get, they said that, I think they said the defense – Caused the guard to move. Yeah, yeah, but the center like also kind of moved, too. The center kind of did the head jerk move before he snapped the ball. And then they missed – and then they, yeah, they missed the face mask. Yeah, yeah. Where, so, where the Titans? They they were they had, they had fourth and one around, around midfield. Yeah, of course. Uh, Derrick Henry gets stopped for a five yard loss by your guy Kyle Van Noy. But Kyle Van Noy pulled his face mask. Correct, and they and they didn't call that they, right you know, right out in the open. Yeah, they, they they somehow missed. So Boomer, uh, Boomer was not. A, yeah, Boomer size and at halftime actually took the referees to task. I mean, again. It, is it going to probably impact the outcome of the game? Probably not, but it sure didn't help the Unless Titans it, any. You know, any well, also on that the, on the punt, the uh, the, the, the Titans there was no way that their the defense could go back on the field at that point. They were they were already gassed, right? And, you know, and you figure off the Titans. You know, they've got good field position at that point. Um, when they, well, that, well, actually, they never actually punted, so you don't know where the where the Titans would have gotten the ball. But just the fact that. Um, that the defense yeah, had to go back out right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I listen. Of course, of course. Of course. Oh, well, well, listen. Once That's one thing. One, Tommy you give never, it, yep. never doesn't take advantage of a break. It's very true. I've been saying that for maybe, years. Maybe, maybe the luckiest man on the, on the face of the earth, but yep. he never, ever, ever misses. I've been it, saying uh, it for years. You know, doesn't, yep. doesn't, doesn't capitalize on an opportunity. Yep. I've been saying it for years. You, you, when, when, he, you know, he's Jason, he's Freddy Krueger, whatever. When you have the chance to put him down... You have to put him down. If you give Otherwise, them, he will beat you a hundred times yep, out of a hundred. You times. give them a sliver, a crack, an opening, and it's over. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just how it is. I mean, we saw it last year in the Super Bowl. Yep. We saw it two years ago or three years ago uh, when Seattle should have put them away and couldn't yep. put them away. So uh, you know, we've seen it in the, the game with the Marlon McCree where he fumbled the interception. The game was over on fourth down. On fourth down, uh, the Tuck Rule game. I mean, you know, it just it's just. It, it, it never ends. The game against your, your kicker will kick a will kick a forty yard field goal in the you know in, in the snow. Right, no problem. The game two of them. The game right, the two, game, right. and, yeah, and two the, of them. Vinatieri made mm-hmm. uh, the game against um, this year against the Texans when he threw, threw should have thrown a game clinching interception. The play and the play before that where he fumbled and they, correct and of course and of course recovered. the New England recovered and then the next play on second and twenty three. Uh, he throws what should be an interception. And then, of course, on third and 23, he throws a perfect pass in between two guys for the first down and then throws a ridiculous pass to Brandon Cooks for a touchdown. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Well, at, of course. Point, like, it was like, like, you know, Romo was doing the game. Yeah, I know. And, like, uh, not a fan. I, I am. I am a fan. So, when uh, as he's got to, I mean, he's watching, he's watching Brady and Romo. I mean, yes, a lot of his playoff woes and a lot of his crunch time woes were on him, but mm-hmm. he was one of the unluckiest quarterbacks no doubt. I've ever seen. I mean, no nothing, doubt. I mean, he never, ever got a break. No doubt. Uh, and he's just watching Brady. Like, I mean, we've been over this. I know. Times, you know I know. Like, like game-clinching interceptions, and nobody makes these plays. I mean, these yep. plays we're deep, we're, we're linebacks are jumping, jumping over receivers yep. to make plays. I mean, just yep. 
It's just you know, everything always went wrong. I'm well aware. And, and you know, he's watched his Brady, which just lives his charm life. It's just going to be. Yeah. I mean, if I, if, I, if I get one, if I get one, one, one break out of about twenty. Yeah. No, I, I listen. I totally agree. I, I mean, look, and that's that's one of the lazier. Uh, and by the way, I'm in no way trying to say that uh, Brady's two lucky plays, uh, you know, from being, uh, you know, the Romo's is almost, I'm in no way even. I know you're not that. saying Romo's as good as Brady, but he sure was, it, it never got a break. That's for damn sure. Romo's a very good quarterback who never caught a break in a big spot, ever. Right. Ever. Uh, and Brady's caught a million of them. Now, again, to be fair, he takes advantage of them, but he's caught a million breaks. Um, I, I mean, and again, this is this is the, the new thing now where quarterbacks are, are starting pitchers, apparently. So oh, quarterbacks going against each other. Well, that and also their their records. They have records. See, Matthew Stafford is zero and three in the playoffs. Oh, that's, that's interesting. I didn't realize he was. A, I didn't know baseball was fo- football was baseball now. Because if you actually want to pay attention. And go look at the way Matthew Stafford played in those playoff games. You would realize that he was absolutely not even close to the reason they haven't won the three playoff games he's been in. He played a great game against the Saints, a game in which I believe Calvin Johnson had about 230 yards receiving in that game. But the fact the Lions couldn't hold on to four different interceptions that Drew Brees threw in that game is why they lost that game, plus some horrendous officiating. Uh, the next time they lost against the Cowboys certainly was not Matthew Stafford's fault. And then last year against the, the uh, against the Seahawks, uh, Golden Tate dropping a uh, pass on third and five to start the the game. Oh, didn't Ebron have a bunch of drops? In e- game? Ebron had a huge drop on the second series of that game. It would have at the very least put the Lions in field goal range. Marvin Jones had a drop on the third series. I mean, so uh, listen, he was not the reason why the Lions lost that game. And uh, again, I, I hate this. This new thing where we're, we're giving quarter, we're giving re, court, uh, uh, attributing the records to quarterbacks and quarterbacks only. Yes, of course, we understand it's the most important position on the field, probably the most important position in sports. But I mean, again, it's just lazy. It's just a lazy narrative to to to, to go to. To, to, to look at a quarterback only by his record in the playoffs or whatever it is. It's stupid. Um, all right, anyway, moving on. Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. Now, this is probably – I mean, both those games yesterday were great games. Yeah. I thought the Pittsburgh-Jacksonville game was really good. Now, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, you had to be – you should have been nervous about this game because Pittsburgh did nothing but run their mouths all week about how, you know, uh, Le'Veon Bell – Tweeted out, I guess, the night before the game. Oh, I always I like playing round two games. Um, you know, they they become very Cowboys like. Oh, the Steelers. The Steelers. The Steelers. Who you know? I, in what way? Um, in that uh, they, they should they should have more playoff success than than than, than they do. Yeah. Um, this is not well, a well, good defensively. Um, if the Cowboys don't have Sean Lee, they can't function at all. Right, without Ryan Shazier. Without, without number 50. Well, you know, actually, uh, by the Sean, way, Sean Lee also number 50. Right. Both teams without their number 50s. Uh, yeah, you know what? Seems to not be able to get off the field. The Steelers' uh, defense gets by on reputation from, from, from 30, 40, 30 and 40 years ago. The Steelers' defense has not been good for a long time. Long time. It was wretched last year. They got absolutely sliced and diced last year by the Patriots. Um... It was not all that good this year, by the way. They got they got they got a fair amount of sacks. I mean, Brett Hundley went right down the field on them and scored. And it wasn't if it wasn't for uh, Roethlisberger's heroics, they would have lost at home to the Packers with Brett Hundley. Their yeah. defense has been bad all year. It's not been a great defense, and 
Listen, I understand it's Blake Bortles. And, oh, and they got blown out early in the year by that team. Right. So now, Roethlisberger threw five picks, so you figure that's a bit of an anomaly. It's not going to happen again. But still, um, don't run your mouths. Don't run your mouth. And the coach, even. Even Tomlin, right? He said something to Tony Junji, like, oh, we look forward to playing the Patriots again and avenging that loss. Uh, you, Mike, think, you think he's in trouble? Well, it's interesting now because he he had a horrible game yesterday. Horrible game. And by the way, the last five years, the Steelers have not been great under Tomlin. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's – listen, I, I, I maybe he's becoming Jeff Fisher-esque, I mean, except for the fact they actually make the playoffs a lot. But, you know, they didn't make the playoffs, what, two years ago? Um you know they had, they, they were it was a very strange year for the Steelers this year. They lost to the Bears this year. Um, they easily could have lost to the Lions. Not that we're a terrible team, but they easily could have lost to the Lions. Um, they had obviously that game against Jacksonville. They got blown, blow, or as Emmitt Smith would say, blowed out thirty to nine. Who's he using as as an escape goat? Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, I think a lot of people are using Mike Tomlin as an escape goat. Yeah, but I mean, he had a horrible game yesterday. Look, twice, twice Pittsburgh had fourth and less than a yard, and th- and once they ran a quick pitch to to Le'Veon Bell instead of doing quarterbacks. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is six six two hundred and sixty pounds, and and we've seen him quarterback sneak many times throughout his career. Didn't call for a quarterback sneak there. Then they threw for it on fourth and less That's than a yard. Touchdown. Yeah, they did. 12, and then and the second time they threw out it. But that was on fourth and ten. I'm saying twice. Oh, on fourth and short. I'm saying on yeah, fourth yeah. and short. Right, right. They ran. They, they they once they ran a quick pitch on fourth and short, which I understand. Le'Veon Bell is a great running back. You don't run a, a play where you have to run ten yards to get one. That's just idiotic. If you're going to run him, run him a, a, a quick crack up the middle. But how about this? Just run a quarterback sneak with your gigantic quarterback who's six six and two hundred and sixty pounds. Um, the onside kick decision, 218, two timeouts left. You don't onside kick there. I'm sorry. It's Blake Bortles. It's not Tom Brady. I understand he had an okay game for him. You kick the well, ball as, deep as, and play as, defense. As I texted you, I think that that must have just been that just must be, must have been an indication of how well he said that how little Tom thinks about his defense. I mean, he said we, we, he said we hadn't you know really been stopping them. But I, I mean, I'm sorry, you have to give it one more chance to your defense because you know Jacksonville is going to run the ball three straight times there. Doug Marone is not letting B- Blake Bortles throw the ball there. He's not. There's no way. Right. There's no way. And, and if he is, and you can't stop him, then shame on you. Sorry, now, then you don't deserve now, to if win. If they wind up missing the field goal, the field goal put them up, put them up ten. Right. Uh, if you missed the made field it a two goal, score game, um, you know that's you know. Yeah, maybe. So maybe you're thinking, you know, if they settle for like a forty five yard field goal on the road, that might not be such an easy kick. No, it, I, I mean, uh, listen, I, I understand that, but uh, it was. Um, I, I thought it was a poor decision. I mean, it, it gave him obviously, and it was a terrible kick too, by the way, which is not Tomlin's fault, but. It, it, it just. It, it, yeah, I, I think. I think in in general, the strategy there. Two min, Two minutes. Eighteen seconds left. You have the two minute warning, obviously, and then plus two timeouts. You got to kick it deep there and play defense. I, my, my 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 instinct there was to was was to kick the ball. Right. Um. But I I, I can't kill him for doing it. I, I really can't. I mean, I you know, if he's my coach, I'm probably screaming and yelling. Right. But just not. But not not being so close to it. I'm not going to kill him for it. Yeah, but you have to, you know, well, I understand that the defense yeah, didn't play, had, wasn't had, playing well. I understand that. stopped anybody all game. No, well, but and, and you know what? Give Jackson, I will give Jacksonville 
And Doug Marone, and I'm not sure who their offensive coordinator is, but whoever it is, a lot of credit. Because they came out early in that game, play action, play action, play action. They didn't say, oh, you know what? We're a running team. That's who we are. And try to run the ball three straight times on the first three plays of the game. Because they knew that that's what Pittsburgh thought that they were going to do. And you could tell the Steelers were completely caught off guard. Completely unprepared. They had the first two plays of the game for long passes to tight ends on play action right, because they were right. so wide open because they sold out to stop the run. And, and great, then great play call late in the game to the fullback. Great play. He ran. They ran a play action fake and threw the ball. By the way, I don't think I've ever seen that. So the the fullback looks like he's going to be the lead blocker. Both linebackers come at one linebacker comes at him. The other one goes at Fournette, and the fullback just slips right up the, the right up the middle of the field, wide open in the end zone for a touchdown. It's a very very uh, creative play call there. Um, but and it was interesting. So once they started, once they loosened up, hit a few of those passes, then they were able to run the ball pretty effectively after that. You know, Fournette had a bunch of good runs. Even Yeldon contributed well uh, when Fournette got hurt. The thing is that Jacksonville defense is legit. That, that I mean, yeah, and they still gave up forty-two points. They did, you know. I, I thought it was a little fluky. I mean, you know, look, a couple of those touchdown passes were just ridiculous throws and great catches. I mean, Boye had great coverage on one. Ramsey had great cover. I mean, these were not busted coverages. This was not the Steelers running rough shot over them. I mean, those were plays where you just tip your cap to the other team. Yeah. Um, well, well the, the one before the half where Tayshawn Gibson just lost. That was that was a bad play. I mean, he let he let uh, Martavius Bryant run right past him uh, into the end zone. That that can't happen. But the second fourth down touchdown that uh, they, that they threw to Brown uh, that was over, ridiculous. Uh, over boy, ridiculous throw, even more ridiculous. Catch. Exactly. And didn't Le'Veon Bell have a ridiculous oh, yeah, yeah, one yes, too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. He, I mean, he's essentially a receiver, right? Right. I mean, they, they kind of contained him on the ground, but he, you know, I think he had nine catches for 88 yards or something. And he, yeah. I mean, he's he's a special player. Um, the other thing that Tomlin, uh, at this point, it probably is, it, it's, it's mostly academic, but if you remember, after the Steelers went down 10 when uh, when the Jags kicked that field goal, so there's maybe like a minute left or whatever, right. with no timeouts. Right. They got the ball down to about the 20. Yep. At that point, with like twenty seconds left, yeah, you got to take three shots at the end zone, or no, or you just kick the field goal there. Oh, right, and then try the onside kick. Yeah. So they, so they, what they, you know, at this point probably didn't matter, but they, you know, they ran, uh, they, they, they threw the sideline. Brown catch ball. Brown should have just gotten out of right, and he didn't. He stayed in bounds. Yeah, and yeah. And yeah. They wound up scoring on the last play of the game. Right. With no, it did literally. I mean, it was meaningless. The time. So time. you could make an argument though, that that touchdown was me- was completely meaningless, and the end. It was two kind of fluke. You don't want to say fluky, but fourth down. So, right. So, that yeah, last touchdown was meaningless. Forty-two points is a little. They uh, scored thirty-five points. I don't want to hear oh, you can't blame the Steelers' offense because they scored forty-two points. I say you don't blame them because they scored thirty-five. They, they didn't score. I mean, they, I guess technically they scored forty-two points. They scored with no time left on the clock. It was meaningless. Yeah. So uh, and again, two, well, yeah, Rosberg still threw for uh, for the near, near almost five hundred yards. Well, yeah, and. He's really good, and Antonio Brown's really good, and Le'Veon Bell's really good. I mean, they have really good players but on they, offense. They said that. Do you, I didn't but they also, they all, Jacksonville's defense also scored a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> and and they also, you know, got they they harassed Roethlisberger a bunch, and they kind of shut down Le'Veon Bell. Well, but, you know, as a runner, when you're getting when you're getting top five picks every year, uh, and and that's yeah. your defense, you know, at some point, something's got to well, look, has to give. They did they did a really good job, right? This is what they did. They, if you look at their defense, right, uh, Ngankwe from Maryland, third-round pick. 
Fowler, first-round pick, he's so-so still. You know, he blew out his, his Achilles before he even played his rookie year. Calais Campbell, free agent. Malik Jackson, free agent, right? So they built their D-line with and Marcel Darius trade. Marcel Darius trade, right? So they kind of built their D-line both through the draft and through trade slash free agent. You look at uh, the, DB, the DBs, Ramsey is a draft pick. Boyer, free agent signing. Barry Church, free agent signing. And um, Cyprian, free agent signing, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, Cyprian's not there anymore. He went to Tennessee. Oh, he's Tennessee. He yeah, went to yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. He was a draft pick. He went to Tennessee. Tayshaun Gibson, I guess. Tayshaun Gibson was a free agent signing, I believe. Um, your linebacker is Miles Jack. Miles Jack was a draft pick. He made a bit of a jump in the second year. Made a beautiful interception yesterday. Pozlozny's been there for a while. He was a free agent signing. And, American um, Dad, you mean? Yes, he does look like Stan Smith from American Dad. Um, but anyway, they, they've done it the right way. They, they, I mean, they've done it just the right amount of free agents and draft picks. Uh, you know Yannick Ngawe, by the way, had seven strip sack fumbles this year? Seven. Four, seven fumbles this year. That's insane. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he, I mean, he was very good at Maryland. Uh, I didn't know he was going to be this good. But it's probably because he's playing with a lot of really good players. Mm-hmm. And he's probably you know gotten better. He's gotten coached up. He's probably gotten better coaching, too. But I'm telling you, look, are they going to beat the Patriots? Mm, most likely not. But what what do they have that reminds you of the teams that have beaten the Patriots? Right, a pass rush. That's exactly right. And, and who also was lurking in their, uh, in, in their front office? Tom Coughlin. Tommy Coughlin. Tommy versus Tommy. That's exactly right. Tommy Coughlin has beaten the, uh, beaten the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, listen, Calais Campbell is a load. Uh, the Patriots' offensive line is not particularly good, by the way. It's not very good. E- even in that game against Tennessee, uh, they, they were a hair's breadth away several times from tattooing Brady. Uh that, that, that Joe Tooney or whatever his name is, that, that left guard. NC State. Not very yeah. good. He is not very good. And the right tackle, whoever it is, whether it's Cannon or Larry Adrian Waddle, is not very good. Former line? Yeah, Larry Adrian Waddle, former yeah. line. Yeah. Star, he was an undrafted free agent out of Texas Tech. Started, was very good, then got hurt, and then when he came back, he was never the same player. Um, but I guess he's gotten healthier in the Patriots. Like The Patriots love them some ex-Lions, by the way. Love. Yeah. Love. They have him, they have Kyle Van Noy, and they have Jonathan uh, Betamosi. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like the Kyle Van Noy thing. Just, oh, it's enraging. Just, it's just, enraging. I mean, literally, I've never seen a player look as bad as Kyle Van Noy in 40 years of watching football. I swear to God. I've never seen a guy where I said... Wait, what? What is he even doing? Yeah, is this the same player? I, I don't even know what that's supposed to be. What he did as a linebacker for the as, Lions. It's almost as if he has no experience as it's, a, it's, playing football. Exactly. It was almost as if he had no training whatsoever, no business, no football training whatsoever. Yeah, I- incredible. I mean, it's not like he's a star for the Patriots, but he, he makes some plays every now and then. Every um, game I see, I see him making plays. I know. Uh, believe me, it, it, it's beyond irritating. <laughs> um, but listen. Uh, you give Jacksonville a ton of credit. I mean, they, Pittsburgh mouthed off all week, and Jacksonville put it right on them. Um, so, uh, and Tom Brady's cakewalk to the Super Bowl continues. Uh, uh, <laughs> what do we say? I talked to you yesterday on the phone, right, when Jacksonble went up like 21-0, and I called you, and I said, well, you go, yep, of course. Like, if the words weren't even out of my mouth, you knew exactly what I was going to say. And you're just like, yeah, uh, of course, of course. Of course. You're like, of course the page is going to get a cakewalk to the Super Bowl. Of course. No, I mean, they, they should have played Jacksonville in the first round. Right. 
you know, right? Because that ridiculous. Oh, because of the non the Jesse James non catch. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it just it never ends. Yeah, no, but you know what? They, they have Pittsburgh's number. They, they would have handled the Steelers too. Uh, uh, the Steelers, by the way, they get everything. They get everything they des- They deserve everything they get. Everything. You know what this reminded me of? And I said this to Jim on Saturday night. I this reminded me of 1995 when the Lions won their last seven games. And they were going into the playoffs against the Rodney Pete-led Philadelphia Eagles. And the Lions were a juggernaut that year. That was the year that Barry ran for 1,500 yards. Herman Moore had 1,500 yards receiving. And Brett Perriman also had over 1,000 yards. And Johnny Morton had like 800. I mean, that, was, that offense was a juggernaut. Um, they had, Spielman was still in his prime. They had a good defense. And Lomas Brown mouthed off like the night before, two nights before. He, was, he would know better. Exactly. Of all, of all exactly. People. Exactly, and he made some ridiculous comment about how, oh yeah, we'll you know, very similar to Steelers, completely dismissing uh, the Eagles as barely even worthy, uh, as barely a worthy competitor, and the Eagles put it on the lines oh, in such game. embarrassing fashion. I mean, everything I that, that was game. also one of those games where everything could go they wrong. Also, scored a hail mary before the end of the half. That right? that went right through Willie Clay's hands, who was yeah. known as another guy, by the way, small and slow, but could always intercept the ball, and then of course. You know, at the end of the half on a Hail Mary, ball goes right through his hands. Yeah. Uh, it should have been an easy interception for him. Uh, ended up being a touchdown just to sort of add insult to injury. Yep. You know, all right, I'll tell you how the Steelers are very Cowboys-like, or at least in this instance. Yeah. Uh, kind of with that attitude that the league owes you something. Like, right. That the league, you know, like, come on, Jackson, stop playing. I mean, right. just, like, come on, just let us win. Yeah. Just think, like, you know, because you're the Steelers, because you're the Cowboys, we're just going to take the field and we're going we're gonna to advance. To, but, you know, advance to where, you know, to the, to the point where, to the, to the level where, you know, where we, we're just expected yep. to be. Uh, you know. By the way, that's a great point, and you know what? And, and I told you, I, I, I was, if I, I as, as just an objective observer, but I was looking, uh, you know, all, all week I didn't like what I was hearing. The op- I don't know if you, did you catch the game right from the beginning? The opening kickoff, I don't know if you noticed it, the Jacksonville returned the opening kickoff. He carried, they, they, whoever the returner was, carried Steelers for like an extra 10 yards. And it seemed to me like, yes, you said, the Steelers were like, wait, what? What are you doing, dude? Just go down. Like, yeah, what, what, yeah. What, what, who are you? Who do you, who do you think you are trying to get extra? Just go we're, down. We're, we're supposed to win this game. Yeah, yeah. What? what? You're, the, you're, the, you're the Jaguars, and we're the Steelers, man. We're the Steel Curtain. We, we, have, four, we have five Super Bowl rings. What are you doing? And the guy, and the guy said, we're, you know, we're, we're just trying to, we're trying to express ourselves. We're, we're trying to bring joy to the masses. To, to, to quote, to quote uh, Apollo Creed's trainer, Rocky, they don't think it's a damn show. They think it's a damn fight. <laughs> I mean, that, that's exactly right. They, they, Jacksonville was like, uh, no, we came to play today. And the Steelers clearly did not. All right, moving on. Uh, New Orleans, Minnesota. Um, poor by, the way, by the way, Steelers friends, you, you might have me to thank for this because all, all the years I keep I keep holding up the Steelers as the model of everything I want my organization. That's true. To be. That's so true. That's all that had to happen. The Aaron Green drink. I, I, I turned you guys into us. The jinx. The jinx is in full <laughs> effect. Misery loves company. Yeah. The the jinx is in full effect. Um, so New Orleans, Minnesota. I mean, crazy game. Obviously, ridiculous ending. Poor Marcus Williams. Uh, look. Uh, that play. I watched that play, by the way, today on YouTube. I've rewound yeah. it over and over and over again yeah. uh, to try to really get a handle on. I mean, everything everything went wrong for yep. the Saints on that. Everything that yep. could possibly go wrong. Yep. I mean, not only does he miss the receivers, he tries to. He knocks. Him, he knocks off uh, at number twenty. With I forget his name. Yeah, um, he knocks his own guy out of the play too. Makes the play. Yeah. Um, Crawley. Yeah. Yeah. 
He knocks Crawley out of the play too. I think I think and I haven't heard his explanation. I mean, he, he he give him credit. He stood up and he answered the questions yesterday in his locker. But I think and he basically said, "I just I just didn't make the play." And you know, I I hope you know. And moving forward, you know, given the opportunity, I'll make it the next time. I think this is what happened. I think one of two things happened. He got caught in between either trying to knock the ball down or make the tackle, and of course, he did neither. Right, and so he was sort of off balance when you know because he's not exactly afraid of hitting. It looked like he was on that play, the way he kind of just lowered his shoulder and whiffed. He, yeah, he, he, that that's that's exactly what I thought was he just he got caught in between. The more I kept looking at it, I was like, I think he just missed. Yeah, I think he just missed him. He went like he just went okay to submarine him, and he just missed him. And then my other thought was maybe you know these guys are all so paranoid now about trying to hit anybody. Yeah, no, not pass interference, but getting a penalty for hitting a guy high. Right. Right, right. Um, I mean, he was behind him, so that, that wasn't going to happen anyway. Well, you know, I mean, he, if you know, you know what I mean, like he was behind him. I mean, he's not really going to get get called for. Uh, well, if he went high, though, he could have had a helmet to helmet. I mean, it could have happened. Oh uh, yeah. I'm just know, saying that. Yeah. I'm just, just saying they call this stuff, you know, so tight now. But look, right. I, I'm looking for reasons. I think you're right. He just he just whiffed. He went low and he just whiffed, and then he knocked Crawley out of the <laughs> he way too. Uh, I mean, it is, it is ridiculous. It was always, so, so Diggs didn't catch the ball, and I guess you know he kind of spun around. Yeah, he put his hand uh, down. At that point, he saw there was nobody, right? Nobody between him and the end. You know, right? You know, two things. You know, either you get out of bounds there, just you know. Well, you get out of bounds, the game's over. Well, no, there was still a second left. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he would have made it though. Hey, look, hey, put it this way: if the tackle's made in bounds, the game the is over. over. Right. And it should not have been hard for him to tackle him. I mean, that was basically just a panic throw by Ch- Case Keenum. I mean, you, you saw the look that's, on that's his face. Actually, it was actually a pretty good throw. I, I, it was a good throw, but it was a panic throw. You saw the look on his face. He wasn't expecting that outcome. Nobody was expecting a touchdown there. Right. That was a, that, that. was basically, oh, crap. i got to get rid of the ball because there's like five seconds left, and I've got a guy in my face, and so I better just try something. It's better, I can't take a sack here, obviously, or else the game is over. So I'll just try there something. Been, it, there would have been time... It, it, after like rewinding a bunch, of, if, if, right. it would have been time if he caught the ball and immediately got out of bounds. Yeah, but he wasn't going to get out of bounds. If if, if oh yeah, if, well, if Marcus well, Williams makes a tackle, he's not getting no, no, out of bounds. I'm saying once he caught the ball, right, he had a choice to either go out of bounds. Oh, you know, not knowing if you're going to get tackled, gotcha. or try to score, and then you just saw that obviously there was nobody right. there. Well, there's nobody there. Right. Yeah. And at that point, you know, just, yeah. just go. No, I mean, that's that's worse than a Hail Mary, I think. I think that's worse than giving up the Hail Mary. Oh, it's just brutal. I, I can't imagine being a Saints fan. I mean, I was obviously watching the game, but then I was like, I, I, was, I was like, looked down at my phone for a second, and I was kind of like, wait, huh, what, huh? What? What? <laughs> like, I saw the play unfold, so I saw the completion. I'm like, oh, he's going to get tackled. And I was thinking to myself for a second, like, what, 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 are, this, what are the Vikings doing? This is the game's gonna be over, and I'm like, wait, huh, huh, what, what, uh, what, what? Uh, it, yeah, it, it was uh, that was that was as bizarre. I mean, and think, you know, the Vikings, by the way, that great defense, Mike Zimmer and their great defense gave up a four. They blew a 17 point lead, gave up a fourth and ten. Uh, the, you know, the Saints went right down the field when they needed to to get a field goal to win that game. Um, that would I mean, have been another brutal loss for Minnesota. Too. Yeah, they were Especially after you got fourth. You have fourth and ten. You have a chance to right. win the game with right that there. great defense. That that might, you know that's their bread and butter. On, and if you can't get off the field on fourth and ten, I mean, look. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're going against one of the best quarterbacks. I, of all. I know Breeze is great. I'm just saying uh, they had a 17 point lead. They were up 17 nothing. 
Vikings scored a touchdown, make it uh, sorry. Saints scored a touchdown, make it seventeen seven. Case Keenum just throws one up for grabs. Horrible throw by Case nice Keenum. Another guy. Oh, that's had, right. Who had good ball skills at, uh, <coughs> at Utah. We would be remiss if we didn't say Marcus Williams. By the way, had made a beautiful interception earlier in the game to set up the Saints for a touchdown and get them back in the game at seventeen fourteen. Uh, then the Saints defense does a good job holding the Vikings to a field goal, make it still a one score game at twenty to fourteen. Then they come down and field score. By the way, that throw to Kamara was ridiculous, and just and, and I mean, and you saw Drew Brees as soon as he saw a linebacker matchup against Kamara. Pretty good coverage. It's pretty good you coverage. Can't, you cannot ask your ask a linebacker no, to cover for a lot, yeah. Kamara any better than that. That's the problem, though. You can't ask a linebacker to cover Alvin Kamara. I mean, because you're right. That's the best the guy's going to do, and there was still enough of of a window there, and Brees is going to make the throw. I mean, it was a great, beautiful throw. Great throw. Beautiful and, throw. And, Another guy who catches like a receiver. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, so I mean, and then you know, and, and Michael Thomas had another good. That guy's a good player. I guess he is. Although he did have a big drop. He did have a big um, drop. That wound up not hurting them because then they wound up converting on the fourth and ten. Well, it's funny. Yeah, that was kind of a drop. I mean, it was a drop. It was sort of a weird. They kept going to that same play, and it kind of wasn't working. I thought. I thought after they did the third and one, or was it fourth and one? Uh, uh, wide receiver double pass that they had wide open for a touchdown and missed. I thought the Willie Sneed play mm-hmm. where Breeze threw a lateral to Willie Sneed and then they had Kamara circling out of the backfield on the other side and he was wide open. It was a touchdown. And and Sneed overthrew him. You know what mm-hmm. play I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. I thought once the, uh, the Saints missed that play, I thought they were done. I yeah. thought, I'm like, you can't miss plays like that. Uh, against a good defense, but oh, he also had Xavier Rose completely losing his composure and probably cost him a touchdown. Uh, yes, that happened too. Um, you know, well, he's a Florida State guy, so not yeah. not surprising. Um, particularly under uh, he's a, a recent Florida State guy under Jimbo Fisher, so uh, not not surprising at all. Yeah, that, that was a, that was a nasty home to home collision with uh, Michael Thomas and Andrew, former Cowboy Anderson Dale. Yeah, that guy's actually turned into a good player. Yeah. I'm supposed yeah. to think. So, somehow, I'm supposed yeah. to think somehow Anderson yes. Dale. Oh, it was yeah, good. so it was, it, was in, it was incidental contact. It wasn't like an illegal. No, it wasn't at all. And, uh, and like, and, and so uh, Xavier Rose, like, he lost his mind. I know, but he uh, lost his concentration, and they go right, they go right, right at him. Yeah, and, smart. Uh, and to their credit, uh, that, Michael Tom scores a touchdown. That was smart. That's a guy I got. T- I got that one totally wrong. What Michael Thomas? I was not a big. Fan. Yeah, I know you didn't like him. You didn't like him much coming out of college, but he's turning into. It could be that just the, the film I saw just wasn't. You know, you just I didn't see the right games or whatever it was. Well, you know, it was, I just, it, Aaron. Sometimes we're full victim to recency bias. <laughs> recency, so, all right. So yeah, so sometimes we fall victim to recency right. bias, and also you know, so you look at him and you look at Mike you know, Ted Ginn Jr., who by the way has had a great second half of his career. All of a sudden, he was a guy who literally caught one out of every four passes that yeah. came his way, and now he's turning himself into a very good receiver. Still makes big plays. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's still got the wheels, too. Um, so, yeah, listen. Uh, I, I mean, I, obviously, I can't root for Minnesota. I was happy for Stephon Diggs. He's a Maryland guy, but I can't, as a Lions fan, I can't root for Minnesota. Plus, I predicted the Saints and the Patriots in the, in the Super Bowl, so I wanted to look smart. Plus, I think you and I both agree on this, where you thought our best chance for any team beating the Patriots would be the Saints because of the quarterback. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, I'm, so I'm, now this means. By the way, there's no doubt the Eagles will win because they will play this under this underappreciated, underrated card all the way to the Super Bowl, and that will be maybe the worst Super Bowl in the history of Super Bowl. <laughs> maybe as bad as the Chargers versus the 49ers in '94. I'm afraid you're right. 
And, and listen, I, I think that the Eagles do have a good defense. Uh, uh, Nick Foles, no, no, sir, sorry, no, uh, yeah. no, no, it's, it's not, that would not be a good matchup. No, no. Um, I mean, really, the Patriots, their their, their defense will not be tested once at all, at all in this playoffs. Not once. I mean, the Titans. You talk about a team. Uh, there's no team worse suited to try to play from behind than the Titans. And of course, Jack Conklin gets hurt. Yeah, they're starting right tackle. He got hurt on the first series of the game, not helping matters. And Belichick immediately took advantage. Like, why, why can the Patriots like? Why are they able to always take advantage of anybody? Anybody? Any? Any? Any starting eleven gets right. hurt, he immediately can go right there, right, right to that. Mm-hmm. To that uh, yeah, I mean, well, again, also the circumstances. Also, I mean, one, once they got down two scores, that game was done. I mean, yeah. the, the Titans have to play from ahead. They cannot play from behind. They don't have the receiver that scares anybody. The best receiver, oh, Corey Davis, did. Uh, he looked pretty good. Like he, yeah, listen, if you're Titans, may, 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 uh, you know, this could this could propel him. Yeah, I, look, he's supposed to be good. He was a high draft pick. If you're a Titans fan, you're encouraged by the performance, but. Uh, I don't think anybody's game planning for Corey Davis right, right now. Right. He's not exactly Julio Jones. Uh, when Delaney Walker is your best receiver, that's a problem. Not that he's not a very good tight end. He is, but you can't have that be your number one option, uh, which I think is a big reason why they just fired Mike Malarkey, by the way. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So now, basically, you've got Minnesota, Philly. Uh, I mean, I, I think maybe the Vikings. Well, the Vikings would definitely have a much better chance of beating the Patriots than the Eagles. Would you agree? Seems that way. Yeah, because the Vikings have some weapons on offense. Adam Thielen somehow has turned himself into a very good NFL receiver. He made that ridiculous catch oh, in that be, game. He was great. Set them up for that field that guy's goal. Pretty good. He's a really good player. He is pretty good. It's is as irritating as it is to admit as a Lions fan. He is pretty good, and uh, and obviously Stephon Diggs is an explosive player and. This is the other thing, by the way. If I have to hear one more time what a great job Pat Shermer did with this offense because they replaced Sam Brad, Sam Bradford has never, never done, anything. done anything. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, we're, we're not. We're, I think we're preaching to the choir here. I, I don't. I know anybody who's like, but yeah, how, Sam Bradford. I, pretty much everybody. Everybody I've ever talked to, <laughs> Sam Bradford. But not the guys on TV. Not all these guys who get paid to analyze football for a living. Uh, everything I hear is. Well, I mean, look what Pat Shermer did. Sam Bradford, and then they lost Dalvin Cook. Oh, I'm sorry. Dalvin Cook is, is, is Barry Sanders? He's Emmett Smith? I mean, I understand he had a couple nice games and was a promising yeah, he's, rookie. Yeah, he's, still your, he's still your number one running option. Uh, Latavius Murray at 1,100 yards for the Raiders last year. It's not like they didn't have anybody waiting in the wings. They they came up with some undrafted fridge and nobody ever heard of. Latavius Murray, eight touchdowns and 1,100 yards last year. He's a good player. It's like they had a bunch of junk behind him. And I understand Dalvin Cook is an exciting young rookie, but he's a rookie. You don't know what he's exactly going to be. I mean, two good games, once against uh, the Browns, big deal. I mean, relax. Enough with the Dalvin Cook. Oh, how did you ever overcome the loss of the great Dalvin Cook? Please, please, enough. Enough. Again, they had Latavius Murray as his backup, a guy who's an accomplished runner in the league, and he's not exactly a guy. It's not like Adrian Peterson who's over the hill. He's he's pretty lackluster. Who, Latavius Murray? I mean, he's all right. But, by the way, they weren't a great running team. They they were okay. But, I mean, he's he's okay. That's fine. Again, as long as your quarterback's not turning the ball over and you have a defense like that. Right. And Keenum had a pretty good year. I mean, 22 touchdowns, 7 interceptions is a good year. Yeah. 
They've got, and by the way, Kyle Rudolph is a good tight end too. They have they have weapons. They have some decent players. The big thing for them also is that their offensive line got much better this year. Now it's going to be a problem because it was not very good uh, yesterday either. Now, because they they're down a right tackle because the left guard actually got hurt. So they moved the right tackle to left guard, and the guy who played right tackle yesterday. I mean, there, I, by the way, I don't know. I mean, Cam Jordan was whipping that guy all day long. There were several plays where he got tackled and he didn't make the call. But anyway. Uh, yeah, the officiating, by the way, um, also is has been suspect uh, this whole postseason. Replays got to go. This is every just, challenge just destroys the whole flow of the game. Challenging every score needs to go. It's got to go back to the old way where coaches get to challenge the play. Because I mean, even in the Patriots game, the the the, the, the James White touchdown that they took fifteen right, minutes exactly. to look at, which, which, yeah. and you know, nobody hates it's the Patriots more than us. It's, it's, it's a touchdown, and even if it wasn't a technically touchdown. It's a touchdown. I mean, enough already. Yeah, how long is this going to take? You can't be splitting hairs on every single thing now. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's ruining the game. It's absolutely yeah, in ridiculous. In an age where everything's terrible, yeah. you know, why should this be any different? No, that's, that's a very good point. Uh, but, but, but the good news is, by the way, is that we've got two excellent comedies on CBS. Kevin Can Wait and, um, and whatever this latest Matt LeBlanc disaster is. And lest anybody think... That white men don't win all the time. Look no further than the fact that Kevin James and Matt LeBlanc both have their own. Keep getting work. Keep. I mean, look, Kevin James is a perfectly nice guy. I'm sure he's. Seems like an affable enough fellow. But I mean, he's he's an everyman. Right. He's an everyman. See, Aaron, that's the thing. He's an everyman. He's very relatable. You see, um, and we just you know we'll get Leah Remini to be back, and I like her fine enough too. But I mean, really, I mean, this is the best we can do. Well, network. I mean, if you want drama, I, let me tell you, <laughs> Shamar Moore is getting it done over there with the SWAT team. He's going to do it his way. He doesn't play by anybody else's rules. Oh boy, yeah. Well, we know we know all about Sebs, right? CBS is the is the is your is your network for murder. I mean, if you want to watch a, a procedural about murder, you watch CBS. I mean, that's basically what you know we. We've got 17 CSI spinoffs and, you know, we've got 17 NCIS spinoffs and we've got LL Cool J and Chris really O'Donnell. Make you miss the, uh, <laughs> the, the 70s where, uh, you know, that's the thing I told you before. Yeah. Like, at some raw. Right. And tonight on CBS, 60 Minutes, followed by Alice, then Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and of course. family. Right. And then, of course, later on. Edith loses her voice. Vera loses her man. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. <laughs> Oh, man. And then, of course... Actual quote, by the way. Yes, that was the actual <laughs> quote by Pat Summerall. And then, of course, later in the 80s, then we got uh, every Sunday night, 60 but Minutes, followed by wrote. Murder, She Wrote. Yes. yes. Um, oh, Nothing more depressing. By the way? Oh, uh, Trapper John M.D. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, oh, yeah. Your team just had a bad loss. Yeah, exactly. You just ended up watching... You know, you got... Oh, uh, yeah, just bad. Just bad. Uh, speaking, by the way, Avaya uh, Condio, Sid the Wanley... Your boy. Oh, let me talk about Keith Jackson. <laughs> exactly right. From old Michigan. Yes, indeed. Well done. And what's the last one? Give me the washer. Give it to me. Oh, we're in the middle of an old gully washer here. Or the Cullen pageantry of college football. Yeah. Keith Jackson passed away over the Never weekend. Did like him. Nobody did it better than that guy. He, he was. I, I, I didn't remember. He did the, the, uh, the, the Games Vince Young, uh, you know, the, yes. the, the USC Texas Championship in 2006. And, I, I and. I he was still doing. And he also did Game 6 uh, of the 
uh, NLCS between the Mets uh, Game 7. Or sorry, no, Game 6. It wasn't Game 7. Game 6, the Mets-Astros in the NLCS in 1986. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And it is amazing to hear the call that he does because he calls it and then he just shuts up. Right. And you just sink. Or, or, uh, you just... It, it, you just—it was perfect. It was just perfect. Unlike now, where oh, hold on, let's go down to the field with uh, so and so to uh, you know, hey, hey Robin, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, Keith Jackson, nobody did it better than that guy. Um, Coach and Carousel, we mentioned um, Mike Malarkey out in Tennessee. Uh, apparently, the Giants now. Uh, hot on the trail for Pat Shermer. Can that end well? <laughs> uh, that- I don't know, but uh, but one ca- coaching candidate that they won't be uh, they won't be hiring is one Matthew Patricia, which begs the question. <sighs> yeah, Does yeah. Lions fans, uh, your, your your take? My take. Well, first of all, it's not official, so I'll believe it when I see it. You know, because uh, er- as early as, la- uh, as a few days ago, it was a fait accompli. He was choosing the Giants' job, according to Peter King. That he was taking the Giants job over the Lions job. Um, I did a show. Wait, the, the Bears job still open? Bears job? No, they hired uh, uh, Matt Nagy, the offensive oh, right, coordinator right, that's right, that's right, from the Sheftons. Right, right, yeah. That's right. So that no, the jobs that are open still are the Colts, the Lions, the Giants, now the Tennessee Titans, and the Cardinals. Those are the jobs that are still open. Um, somehow Cleveland didn't <laughs> replace Hugh Jackson, one in thirty-one, mm. um, and somehow uh, Marvin Lewis still has a job in Cincinnati. Not that I don't think, I, not that I think Marvin was a bad coach, but whatever. It's fifteen years. You think they probably could use a new voice? Although they just hired the Lions' old defense coordinator to be their defensive coordinator, who's gotten a lot of interviews for jobs. Uh, Terrell Austin. Terrell Austin, and the, the thought there is that he may be the next coach and waiting for Cincinnati. And for his sake, I hope he is. He did a pretty good job with the Lions. Um, but as far as the Patricia thing is concerned, I, I, I mean, look, it's pretty simple. It, it just Bob Quinn just better be right, and the guy just right. better win. I mean, you would think the second time this, the, the the moment mm-hmm. that the, 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 the yep. Detroit football lines yep. about forty five points. Yep, you know to the, yep. to, uh, to, Aaron, to Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. The beard, the pencil. Yep. The, the, that act will wear thin. Yes. Very, very quickly. Very quickly. I mean, look. Here's the thing. You would think that because the track record for Belichick's coordinators has been very poor. Charlie Weiss, disaster. Romeo Cornell, not a lot of success. He had one good year with Cleveland, went ten and six. Which, by the way, now viewed through the prism of what's gone on in Cleveland not since, not that's bad. almost like winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, almost like winning the Super Bowl in ten and six. It was the year that Derek Anderson had that great year, and then that, well, then he wasn't any good anymore. Yeah, then of course Cleveland the, became Cleveland. They were they were a horror show. But uh, so I mean, but Romeo Cornell overall not great as 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 a head. Coach Charlie Weiss, not very good. Josh McDaniels, first in in Denver, not very good. Um, Bill O'Brien's been okay. I mean, he did a good job. You know, look, you get Bill O'Brien a quarterback, his teams are probably going to be pretty decent, right? Uh, they looked like they were heading in the right direction this year, certainly with Deshaun Watson. I would not put this year on him at all. And then J.J. Watt got hurt, and Whitney Merciless got hurt. So, it's a little difficult. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, but. Overall, the track record for Patriots assistants slash coordinators has not been particularly strong. Um, so you would think one of these guys is due to work out. Yeah. So hopefully law of averages, that's one. And then uh, the other is, yes, the second 
there's some sort of a, a, a game ma- clock management issue. Right. Uh, you know, some kind of late defensive breakdown. Yeah, that my of course my text to you will be, oh yeah, Matt Patricia, Mr. Rocket Scientist, so <laughs> smart. Of course, can't figure out how to run a two minute drill, but yeah, oh, he, oh Mr. RPI, Rock, you know, uh, Renassler Polytechnic. You know, so what a genius. Oh, yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah, his science background <laughs> would very much be a detriment. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You want to go sell a uh, 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 flax cap? Flux capacitors. Go, go do, go do, go do that. Okay, I, I don't need you. All right? Yeah, of course. I mean, I will have every snarky comment in the uh, yeah. book. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They write themselves as we speak. Yes, absolutely. I mean, look, uh, everybody seems to think it's 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 a good move, which of course makes me skeptical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right, of you know, because conventional wisdom, as we often, is almost often, as we often point out, is almost always wrong. Um, which is why the uh, the Eagles. Uh, Vikings game will be a high-scoring game. It will be a high-scoring game, and probably and probably yeah, I think it's going to be right. like 10-7. Right. So that right. means it'll be like thirties, you know, yeah. 30. Right. Some something weird, uh, and then the Eagles will somehow figure out a way to win. But um, yeah, I, I I mean I listen I I I I don't I mean again all everything you read right look I was uh, you I was convinced. Beyond, I mean, I hated the morning wig hire, right? I didn't like that at all. Bad name, bad everything bad about him, everything look, about him, bad name, everything about him, everything about him. I didn't like. Uh, I talked myself into Mariucci because he was a big name. Uh, I did not like Marinelli at all, but I talked myself into that because a lot of solid, <laughs> solid. <laughs> solid, 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 yeah, solid, good, good, good gap integrity. Um, because a lot of the NFL pundits, the Peter Kings of the world, and the oh, oh, Rod Marinelli, that guy. Yeah, I mean, oh, you talk. Yeah, we all saw how that went. I was convinced Jim Schwartz was the right hire. Convinced he was going to be our coach for the next ten years. He was going to be the guy to, to to pull us out of the doldrums. And for for a little while, I thought it looked like I was going to be right. Now, I think. Similar to Belichick, not that you know. Look, I'm not. You can't compare anybody to Belichick because his track record is ridiculous. But um, similar in the fact that Belichick, you know, had a little success in Cleveland, but then flamed out. I think Schwartz will be have a similar trajectory in his career. I know I'm a little bit biased, but if you look at what Jim Schwartz went through as head coach of the Lions, I mean, I've never seen a head coach get more unlucky in my life than that guy. The uh, they, I mean, they basically made up and or changed rules. Calvin Johnson. The Cal- Calvin Johnson play. Um, you saw Justin Forsett play. Justin Forsett play. They changed the rule because of that, right? The, the, the game up in Green Bay, when I showed you those fumbles, right, right? Right, right? The game up in Green Bay. Now that, um, That's the Matt Flynn 500-yard Correct. Game, right? the, the game that made Matt Flynn $20 million. Correct. Um, never, and then never to be heard from again. And he went to except, Seattle. Except for that one game against the Cowboys. Um, well, when he went back to the Packers? Uh, or when he was one in Seattle? No, with the Packers, when they came back, uh, they would, Cowboys were beating like 26-3 at the half. It was it a regular season game? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because the Lions faced Matt Flynn again. Uh, it, was one, it, it was one of the Cowboys' worst regular season losses. Oh, uh, okay. The Lions faced him again on Thanksgiving, I think, in the 2014 season when uh, Caldwell's first year, and we absolutely destroyed them. Um, but I really think Schwartz will be – a good head coach uh, the second time around. And I'm surprised, by the way, that he's not a candidate for the Giants, particularly after you saw what the Eagles did to the Falcons' defense on Saturday. Yeah. The Eagles' defense won them that game. Yes, they did. So, And they've had a good year all year. 
So I'm surprised. I am. I'm surprised that he's not uh, being considered. Supposedly, Indianapolis wants McDaniels. Um, Arizona, nobody really knows. Supposedly, Shermer was high on their list. I, I just – Pat Shermer, the Giants? It just – it seems odd. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't seem like a Giants guy. Right? Right. Not a particularly inspired move. Uh, but then again, Joe Torre wasn't a particularly inspired move in the Yankees. Hired I was him either. all for it. I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was, he was my guy. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, look, it, it's... No, I, I, in fact, if you remember, I tweeted out the moment they hired him. This is the right heart. He's definitely going to win his four championships. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know what? At the end of the day, nobody knows. I mean, nobody knows. The only he, thing that's for certain is nothing's for certain. No, nobody, was, nobody was doing cartwheels in New England 18 years ago when they hired Belichick either, when he decided to not be the HC of the NYJ, and he wanted to go <laughs> yeah. be the HC of the NEPs. Yes. <laughs> now, he's running QC. Right. And we better do that PDQ, <laughs> we're all be or else we'll all be on KP. Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly right. Little little shout out to Adrian Cronauer. Yes, and uh, good morning, Vietnam. Exactly. All right, we have reached. We're a little past the hour mark, which means it is time for us to bid you a fond adieu. Uh, thanks for listening. As always, check us out on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter at Jamal About Sport with no S. We'll be back next week to break down the championship games. Until then, thanks for listening and peace out.